I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Something that comes up a lot is patients come to me and they say, Dr. Joe, I need to lose weight. How many people say that a lot? Raise your hands. A lot of you do. I know you do because you come in, send me email through the website and you come to our offices and you call in our shows and people want to lose weight. So we have a show on the website, drjoe.com, and it's called Weight Loss. Just type it in. You can listen to that show. But this show is going to put a little different spin on it. We're going to talk about how junk food promotes hunger and overeating. It's very hard to feel satisfied when you're eating junk food. And there's a reason for that. There's a branch of research called food science. And in food science, chemists sit around all day and say, how can we make this food more attractive to you? More like, how can we make it more addictive to you? But they call it more attractive. So we're going to talk about the, the, the neurophysiology of how that happens, the chemistry that goes on, how it affects different parts of the brain, like the hippocampus and the pleasure centers, um, and what you can do to break that cycle. I always say, I can't eat a cookie. I can eat a box of cookies, but I can't eat a cookie. And there's a reason for that. The reason is that there are certain things in most cookies that I, makes me crave it. And so I want to eat more and more. So we're going to talk about how to avoid that and what to do if you are caught in that trap. One of the things you can do, and I'll start out with the, you know, to kind of open with the lead, is if you're craving sweets, and we all do that because sweets stimulate the hippocampus and the, and the, the, uh, the nucleus acubens in the brain, and it releases pleasure, neurotransmitters. If you're craving sweets, I want you to have something really sour first, or even salty. I don't recommend you eat salty. but So, for example, have a pickle. Have a pickle, nice kosher dill. You could almost taste it thinking about it. And that's going to help tremendously break you of those sugar cravings. Now, it's a neat little trick. So that's why in my house, I always have pickles. And I don't eat pickles unless I, I, I'm, I'm, I they're, pickles are okay. They're not my favorite food. But if I'm craving something sweet, I'll have a pickle and that'll break that, tr that craving for me. And then I'm able to think more logically. Because once you start, and we're going to talk about that today, once you start eating the junk food, it's really hard to stop. So the struggle with weight gain and obesity is common, and it's also very costly. It's very expensive to be overweight. It can lead to increase in risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cancer, I mean, pretty much everything. Obese patients also have uh, substantially higher medical expenses and indirect costs, such as low productivity, relationship challenges, uh, premature uh, death, uh, premature diseases. And it's the reason why one in three people fail to qualify for the military in the U.S. They're just too big. So in our country, most, many of our diseases we have are diseases of excess. It's not that we have a deficiency in protein or fats or carbohydrates or food. We have too much and too much of the bad stuff and not enough of the good stuff. So between 1988 and 1994, the 2015-2016 National Health Nutrition Exam surveys, they, they study these things, the adult obesity rate rose over 70% and child obesity rates rose 85% from 1988 to 1994. That's a big jump. Now, you think, well, people eat more. 
that's what it is. Not necessarily. Inactivity, yeah, we're less active. We have cell phones now. We have computers. We're not out playing like we did when we were kids every day going out after school. But you cannot exercise your way out of a poor diet. Let me say that again. You cannot exercise your way out of a poor diet. You can't outrun your fork. So what you're eating has a direct impact on this obesity epidemic that's going on. Now, there are certain things like vegetable oils. We talked about this last week, as a matter of fact. They're high in something called omega-6 fatty acids, and they're the reason why processed diets are associated with higher rates of heart disease and other diseases. Omega-6 fatty acids cause inflammation. Omega-3 fatty acids bring down inflammation. I take an omega-3 fatty acid supplement every day because it's what's called an essential fatty acid. Essential means we have to get it from an outside source. We can't make it ourselves. And the best source of omega-3 fatty acids is algae because you think fish high in omega-3s, yeah, but fish eat algae. That's where they get their omega-3s from. So I take an algae oil. It's pure. It's much low, lower, it's almost no. In fact, I don't know of any contamination of mercury, heavy metals. So it's a purer form. It's easier to absorb than fish oil. Uh, and that's the one I take every day. And it's on the website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. And uh, I take two a day. The bottle says take one a day. I take two. It's good for the brain. It's good for inflammation, good for a lot of different things. And it also fights omega-6 fatty acids, which I don't eat a lot of anyway, but I want to give my brain all the help it can get. Now, soybean oil, this is an interesting research uh, study. That's the most widely consumed oil in the country. Has been shown to play a role in obesity and diabetes because it actually upregulates the genes involved in obesity. There are certain genes in your body that have a, you have a predisposition to being overweight, if you have that, you have to be more careful. Soybean upregulates those genes and makes it easier for you to gain weight. And not a kick in the head, and it's an omega-6 fatty acid. So soybean is found to be what's called an obesogen. It's a chemical that'll affect your body to cause gain weight more so than fructose. Wow. We talk about you know sugars and fructoses and how bad they are. Soybean oil is actually worse. And it's also been shown to cause neurological changes in the brain. Now, as a chiropractor, as a pain management doctor, as a nutrition expert, I'm big on making sure the brain is working the best it possibly can. And if you're throwing omega-6 fatty acids in there causing inflammation and it's affecting the brain in adverse ways, why do it? So I want you to take soybean oil totally out of your diet. Stop it. Okay? Junk food addiction. It's real. It's not that, oh gosh, I just it, it's easy, it's quick, it's cheap. No, it actually affects the brain. So processed food destroys the metabolism and promotes obesity through many different mechanisms. Among those are uh, the, the kind of foods that you eat affect your appetite and your control. So yeah, eating junk food causes you to eat more and loses your, uh, it lowers your inhibitions. It's kind of like alcohol, makes you do stupid things. Well, this makes you do stupid things with food. So your body's designed to <clears throat> excuse me, naturally regulate how much you eat and how much energy you burn. That's set in your body from way back when. Food manufacturers have figured out a way to override that innate ability to stop eating and feel good and engineer processed foods into a term they call hyper-rewarding. So you just can't stop. So according to the food reward hypothesis of obesity, processed foods stimulate a strong reward response in your brain and it becomes very easy to overeat. You're getting pleasure from what you're eating. And so the body says, I like this. I like pleasure. Give me more pleasure. One of the guiding principles of the processed food industry is known as sensory-specific satiety. 
That means it's giving you so much pleasure and you're feeling good about it, you want more. So there's a tendency for big, distinct flavors to overwhelm your brain. Now, the greatest successes, whether it's in the food industry, the beverage industry, are the craveability that they put into the food. Now, that's, that's a complex formula that's put in there to pique your taste buds and say, I want more. I want more. What do you think the number one food is that stimulates those pleasure centers in your brain? Potato chips. Remember, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, there was an ad that said you can't eat just one. And that's true. It's really hard to eat one potato chip. I have trouble with it. I think you probably do too. Because they have the three what we call bliss-inducing ingredients all in one place. Sugar, which is carbohydrates, the potato, sometimes even add extra sugar, salt, and fat. Those three foods combine, ooh, baby, that feels good. And you ought to eat more and more of it. So while food companies, they don't like the word addiction, of course, scientists have discovered that sugar in particular is just that. Sugar is addicting. And there's an interesting study that was done in 2007. 97% of rats were allowed to choose between sugar and cocaine. Now you would think, which one would they pick? Well, cocaine is a drug. It's addicting. It's terrible. Even cocaine-addicted rats quickly switched to the preference of sugar once it was offered as an alternative. So they got the, the rats addicted to coke, and then they gave them sugar. They took the sugar over that. The rats were also willing to work harder for sugar than they were for cocaine. So sugar's a serious addiction. Researchers speculate that the sweet receptors, they're protein receptors on your tongue, which have evolved from ancestral times when sugar was low and you craved it, because carbohydrates, easy to run, make the brain run, have not changed much. And so food manufacturers have realized if we can give you a lot of sugar, ultra processed, super exciting foods, you're gonna eat more of it. And you know what? It works. Abnormally high stimulation created by sugar diets generates excessive reward signals in your brain. You feel good about it. You want to eat more. And it overrides logic. That's why people say, oh, I don't have any willpower. Well, you can override the willpower. You know, if you're tired and a gunshot goes off, you're going to suddenly be awake. You'll override that fatigue. We can override logic. Falling in love does that to you too, right? You fall in love, you override logic. You say, well, I know I shouldn't do this, but the red flags are everywhere, but... And then eventually your brain resets itself and you go, what was I thinking? But junk food, I digress, interferes with your appetite control. So there's an Australian researchers, they found, a, they took a single week and they had people binge on fast foods. What they found, real simple, is it impaired their appetite control, making the volunteers more likely to desire junk food, even if they'd just eaten. Have you ever done that? You ate a big meal and you still want something sweet? I get that. We all get that. A little dulce, a little sweet at the end of the meal. Well, yeah, and you can do the right thing, you do the wrong thing. The right thing would be have a piece of fruit, something small, very uh, simple, and then stop. Because you got it, I really can go for a piece of strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, well, of course we could. That's a lot. That's fat, sugars, carbohydrates. Uh, it, it's it, it's going to stimulate those pleasure centers. But if you have something simple and then wait a few minutes, Many times the brain says, okay, that's all I really needed. Remember, it takes 20 minutes to get the message from your stomach to your brain. Your stomach releases a hormone called leptin. Leptin goes into your blood, goes into the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus says, I feel full. Then the hippocampus kicks in too, and it starts working with the hypothalamus. And it says, ooh, that's very rewarding. That's very pleasurable. I want more of that. So there's different parts of the brain that come into play with this, and you have to outsmart your brain. And it's easy to do. 
You just have to know how to do it. And something simple like having a piece of fruit at the end of the meal is a better choice than having some cherry cheesecake, of course. So what they found, this Australian study, they, they, they also scored lower in memory tests, confirming the previous findings from other tests that to, junk food impairs learning and memory. And this is from a study called, it was published in Scientific Alert. The findings suggest something is amiss in the hippocampus. This is a quote. A region of the brain that supports memory and helps regulate appetite. When you are full, the hippocampus is thought to quiet down and memories of delicious food uh, are kind of stored there. Okay, everything is great. So it reduces your appetite. When it's disrupted, the control can be seriously undermined. So you have a very healthy meal. It was delicious. Your brain, your hippocampus is memory. Memory says, okay, I like that. Well, then you start disrupting it and you start throwing in sugars and fats and carbohydrates and omega-6 fatty acids and soybean oils and artificial sweeteners. And all of a sudden your brain is, the hippocampus goes crazy and you can't say that was enough. We've all done this. You're so full, you can't move and yet you still want to keep eating. That's the hippocampus and the hypothalamus part of the brain not working right. So think about this, and it's really easy to figure out. You know, I, I started the show by saying, I can't eat a cookie. I can eat a box of cookies, but I can't eat a cookie. Because once that sugar kicks into my brain and a hippocampus and a hypothalamus are activated, I want more. So one of the rules I have, and I want you to consider this rule as well, is get the bad food out of the house, especially easily accessible junk food. And most junk food is easily accessible. What do I mean, what do I mean by easily accessible? A bag of potato chips. I can sit there and just eat a few, few potato chips out of the bag. Chances are I'm going to finish the whole bag. If I have ice cream, it's easy to take a scoop. If I have cookies, I can just open up the package and eat it. There's no prep. It's simple. Because sometimes we're lazy, right? You know, I, really, I know I should eat that, but eh, I have to make it. Like, uh, uh, I don't know, cake mix. I have to take the cake, mix it, mix it, and bake it, and that's eh, too much work. I'm not going to do it. But if it's already made, chances are when you open that refrigerator, you're going to eat it. So get the bad food out of the house because if it's there, you're going to eat it. Also, many times when we're hungry, we're not hungry, we're thirsty. And so a trick that I want you to consider is have a big glass of water before every meal. Even if you don't have an eating issue, big glass of water before every meal, it's going to make the brain, the hypothalamus part of the brain, say, you know what? I really was just thirsty, not hungry. Thank you for giving me that water. I'm going to eat a lot less now. So when you're hungry and you have food issues and you have food addictions and junk food cravings, it's in the brain. It's not in your gut. So we need to take care of the brain. Look at the brain separately. I remember years ago, back in high school, I think, I read, there was a title of an article and it said, will the brain ever understand the brain? That stuck with me. Will we ever understand how we work? And we're get making strides, of course, but even in my short career of 37 years, we've made some tremendous strides, but we're still finding new things every day. We still find organs in the body we didn't know existed. We find muscles in the body we didn't know existed. You would think with all the surgeries and all the autopsies and all the dissections and all the studies and all the books, we would have found everything there is to find in the body. And yet every now and then we find something new. We found a new taste bud not long ago called the umami taste bud. Yes, that's a real word. Umami is savory flavor because we had salt, sweet, bitter, sour. And I never understood, like, what about savory? What about something like a piece of meat? What about something that's rich, like a, like a mushroom gravy? That's a savory flavor. And my, I remember studying it, even asking in college, like, well, what about savory? And they said, well, it's a combination of all the other flavors. Move on. Shut up, you jerk. Well, now we found out we found a new taste bud. So we're discovering new things even in our own bodies. And science, if you want to call it that, is finding ways to override the brain 
to make it crave these foods more, and then we have to counteract that. It's this constant battle going on. So we want to keep the body as healthy as we can. And the easy way to do that is, is a three-step protocol. And a three-step protocol is this. A normally functioning nervous system, a normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. If you have those three things, you have a core base upon which you can uh, actually uh, plan your health. If you don't have those three things, health is a crapshoot. Oh, I got cancer. Oop, I got arthritis. Oop, I got this. I don't know how I got it. You didn't get it. In many cases, you created it. And so we want to stop you from creating these things. You don't do it on purpose, of course. But things like, you know, barbecue potato chips are really hard to beat, man. I love barbecue potato chips. But I can't eat them because once I have one, I want more. And so that's one of the tricks is if you can't have them around, you know, or a tiny little bag, maybe that might work. But if you have a tiny little bag, you probably got it from a big bag. So take care of that body that we have because we don't understand how it all works, but we know how to make it work better. And so eating the right foods, easy, simple, cheap, you have control over that. Digestive system, acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating. Many times that's your stomach pushing up against the diaphragm. I don't think a day goes by in our career that Joe and I, my assistant, don't get a question on the website, drjoe.com. I have acid reflux. I have heartburn. My son has this simple sim, uh, cramping in his stomach when he eats. What can we do about it? Almost always, not always, but almost always the stomach is pushed up against the diaphragm. My team of doctors can pull it back down. And then the most important of those three is the nervous system. Your nervous system controls everything. So if you have a pinched nerve, you might have pain, but 90% of the time, the nerves don't feel pain. 90% of your nerves don't feel pain. You don't feel your blood pressure. You don't feel your spleen. You don't feel your kidneys. You don't feel your prostate. You don't feel your toenails. So my doctors are trained to not only test the nerves that feel pain, we can also test the nerves that don't feel pain. And the reason is if we take you on as a patient, we don't want to get you out of pain. We want to get you well. And I don't know of any other doctors that actually check the nerves that don't feel pain. And they're the ones that control the organs. So if you would like to make an appointment, come see us. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, car accidents, please, folks, if you're ever in an accident, please come see us immediately. If the car was damaged, chances are you were damaged. So we want to see you right away because the insurance companies play games and say, oh, we're not going to cover that because you didn't go to the doctor right away. Even if you caused the accident, they play games with you. DrJoe.com, you can book an appointment. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb in the Atlanta area. We would love to be your doctors. So DrJoe.com, uh, we accept almost every insurance out there, Medicare, Ambetter, car accidents, workers' comp. We would love the opportunity to get the nervous system, digestive system, and diet working properly. Normally, the first visit is $720. We've reduced that to $299. That's an exam consultation, x-rays, first treatment, going over the findings on your follow-up visit, and a complete nutrition evaluation. Nutrition evaluation alone is $150. So if you'd like to come see us, please do it right away, drjoe.com. Stop waiting. Don't be like so many patients and say, why didn't I do this sooner? So come see us. We'll do a whole workup with you. High sugar diets lower your nutrient absorption. So if you're eating a fast food burger with fries and a soda, let's say, that's about half, sometimes more, of your total caloric intake for the day. One simple meal, and you're not going to feel full. Because what happens is if you're eating junk food, it doesn't have something called micronutrients in it. That would be vitamins, minerals, nutrients, phytonutrients. And so you're not going to feel hungry, going to feel full, because when you're hungry, you're not hungry for food, you're hungry for nutrition. 
And so giving your body super concentration of nutrition is a much better choice than super concentration of fats and carbohydrates and omega-6 fatty acids and monosodium glutamate is another thing that makes you hungry. Artificial sweeteners, aspartame, sucralose make you hungry. So even though you're eating diet foods, chances are you're going to eat a lot more and you're going to to lose that ability to avoid the bad foods and you're going to break down and eat bad foods too. Well, I had a diet soda so I can have a cupcake. No, you had a diet soda, thus you're craving a cupcake. And that's what happens with that. So we got to get nutrients in your body. One of the things that people report to me all the time is they take uh, two of our supplements, our most popular supplements, Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. People tell me all the time, Dr. Joe, I can't afford not to take your supplements. Because when I take them, I'm not as hungry as I used to be. I don't crave junk food like I used to be because we're giving the brain this super high concentration of nutrients. And so instead of giving it junk food, you give it nutrients, the brain says, I'm good with this. I don't really need a whole lot more after this, so I'm not going to be very hungry. So super greens and essential source are great. We also have a 21-day uh, uh, weight loss program. And what that is designed to do is reset your brain, kind of calm down hippocampus and a hypothalamus and so that you can start making more logical decisions. It's 21 days. You take supplements, you eat certain foods, uh, and it's on the website, drjoe.com. Just type in 21 days. 21 day, I think you have to type in. It'll come up. And all the supplements we talk about, Super Green Essential Source, 21-Day Program, all that is on the website, drjoe.com. We have over 2,000 hours of podcasts on our website, drjoe.com. And if you're a podcast junkie, just type in Dr. Joe for the health of it. Dr. Joe for the health of it in your podcast service, and we have tons of podcasts there as well. Can't make it any easier for you. I really want to do everything we can to make it simple for you. We even do COVID tests at our offices. So if you want to get tested, we can do it right in our offices. And it's a saliva test, not the thing up your nose. And the saliva test studies show can oftentimes detect viral infections sooner than the one up the nose. So drjoe.com, you get all the information you want there. Depression is also linked to diet. Now, you've heard me talk in the past that if the stomach isn't breaking proteins down properly, proteins break down into something called amino acids. The amino acid tryptophan specifically becomes serotonin in the brain, and depression is oftentimes linked to low serotonin levels. Serotonin becomes melatonin, which helps you sleep, and so many times you're depressed, you can't sleep. So if we can pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm and adjust the spine and open up the nerve supply, in many cases, we get amazing results with depression. Then we get you on good nutrition, super green, central source, glutathione, probiotics, because a bad diet can change what's called the microbiome in your colon, the bacteria in your colon. And that can affect your immune system and your brain function. So eating good foods not only helps you lose weight and feel better and live longer, it can help your brain work more efficiently. Very few times, and in fact, I can't think of any time in the 37 years I've been in practice that we treated somebody with anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, where they were on a good diet. Never seen it happen. I've seen it happen 100% of the time when they're on a bad diet. Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas. So many people may have a genetic predisposition to uh, depression or they may not be breaking down their proteins into amino acids because of digestive problems. And then they eat bad food on top of it. There's no way they're going to get better. That's why we get a lot of referrals from therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, family therapists, because they say, we can't get this person to have a breakthrough. Let's get them on a better diet. And when we do, we fix their digestive system and their nervous system. In many cases, the brain is now capable of restoring normal function. Without those things, the brain can't function normally. It's like taking spark plugs out of the car and expecting it to run properly. Can't. 
Folks, if you want to make an appointment, the website is drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E.com. We would love to be your doctors. Neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, sciatic pain, digestive issues, headaches, numbness, tingling. Stop suffering needlessly. And if you're in a car accident, if the car is damaged, you're damaged, you need to come see us immediately. So the website is really simple, drjoe.com. Follow us on social media at Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app. It's a new day.